Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mummers the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood you know the real conversations tips and tricks products we love and brands we can't live without let's get into it no holds barred here bogeys in the car you think that's bad I've got to do an intro to the podcast now, oh. so you need to keep quiet oh, okay. it's not about you just tell me when just tell me when <laughs> you need to speak to me Right. Hello and welcome to Friday's episode of the podcast. Um, I can't quite believe we're doing this, but since I was away last week, George is getting a well-deserved rest this week and I am going to be doing a Q&A with my dear husband, Dozlad. Yay, I've been roped in, haven't I? Finally. Um, we're actually on holiday in Cornwall at the minute, so we've got the kids in the next door room on their iPads for half an hour and we are our makeshift studio in our bedroom mm. um, and we're going to go through our questions. Are you feeling nervous? I'm not really nervous, no. I've just heard some of the ones from, from George's side, so no, I'm not sure we can uh, outdo them, but we'll give it a go. How hysterical when we've, we actually got the same question today, but George obviously got asked last week what was her most annoying habit and James said that she picked her bogeys and, and left, left them, them in, in the, the car. car. That is it's gross, disgusting. ladies and gentlemen. That's horrendous. <laughs> That's awful. I'm, I'm surprised she's left that in. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to get into her when I see her next. And um, I hope she doesn't leave any bogeys in our car whenever she gets in there. And also, Sicko. please, can you go a bit easier on me? Like, you wouldn't, don't reveal my most annoying habit. I won't, I won't tell you. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's... There's so many. There's, yeah, there's yeah, not very fun. many, but the ones that you have are just up there. Okay, right, let's start. Um, okay. You're going to start us off. This is from Laurie. How did you broach couples therapy? Oh, wow. That's a hell of a start. Um... How did we broach it? I think uh, we got to a stage where we probably weren't communicating yeah. at the level that we wanted to be anyway. And I think we were having a particularly kind of tough time, which it perhaps wasn't, wasn't like us. Yeah. Um, and I think I had obviously made a big decision. I, without going into it too far, I had gone and taken a corporate role in town yeah. which really didn't fit me it was very different to what I'd done previously um almost the antithesis of what I'd done previously so um I'd really f sort of f found a place where I wanted to kind of go and address some lots of pieces um and it, at a serious level and I think you supported me at, with that hugely um which was amazing um, it's an interesting one because I think some people see it as a negative and I, perhaps I perceived it as a negative yeah. when we first did it or when we first talked about doing it. But having gone there and having opened that door, 
And having jumped in, I think um, I really see it as the complete opposite. I see it as a huge, huge positive and a real space for growth and, uh, well, growth, I suppose, growth and, and development. And I think that's something that I've really, really thrived in because it's been a very, very new experience for me. Yeah. And I think there'll be lots of people listening who probably want to hear from you. You know, if you are you know, somebody that's that's married to a man or somebody that's married to someone who doesn't communicate that well. Mm. Um, loads of people will want to, I guess, maybe get some reassurance from you, Doz, that it's not as scary as people think it is. And actually it's, it's for us, I mean, for, I can only speak for me, but I feel like it really saved our marriage in as much that we really have learned the skills to be able to talk to each other properly. And it's not like, I mean, we, we would have a row about, you know, how to stack the dishwasher and it would, it would suddenly end in World War Three. There's only one way to step, stack the yeah, dishwasher. Yeah, well, that is still fucking bone of contention. <laughs> um, but like, you know, we can navigate our way through situations now and that's mm. all come from our therapy sessions. So, um, yeah, definitely go ahead and do it if you're thinking about yeah, 100%, 100%, 100% it. Yeah, 100% go ahead and do it. And I think um, you have to be committed to it, have to yeah. be open to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it is tough. Um, you have to be prepared for it to be really tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, hugely worthwhile. And I agree with you so totally. It's um, what an experience. Yeah. And and actually, we, me and Dos graduated from therapy about three or four weeks, no, probably a bit more than that now. Six about, weeks ago, I think. About six weeks ago, which mm. was quite exciting. Well, I think I've told you guys before, actually, um, that that happened. So if you want the name of our therapist, there's a slot that's freed up <laughs> <laughs> until the next time. Um, okay. Good How start. did we meet? Can you not tell the long story? Do you want the long one? No, no. You sure? They, they, they don't want the long one. This the is long a one's for long. Okay, because that'll take up 25 minutes. Um, how did we meet? Um, gosh, I had just come out of a very, very big relationship. Um, and I think in my mind, I was absolutely done and dusted with women full stop. Sure. <laughs> oh, no, sure. sure. Yeah, no. And, um, definitely finish with women at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely finish with serious <laughs> relationships at that point. Um, so I um, was sleeping on my best mate's couch at the bottom of a bottle of whiskey, probably wearing a crinkled shirt. And he sort of scooped me up one day and said, come on, we're going to a friend's book launch, uh, which happened to be at the Playboy Club in London. And I'm sure none of you know where that is. Um, but for those of you who do or might know where it is, uh, it's a cracking club in town. We went there for this book launch and James and I, my best mate, used to um, play this game called The Policy. And we sound like utter idiots here, but yeah. we used to play this game called The Policy, which basically was if you saw a beautiful and attractive woman, in my case, but man or woman, you and you said it, you had to go over and tell them. And so as we were sort of, you know, staggering into this, um, the playboy, skulking around, skulking into this the playboy, into the playboy club, James turned around to me and said, policy's on and walked through the doors. And I was like, dickhead, I have absolute idiot. I'm not playing a policy. Anyway, fast forward a couple of hours and I'm standing with my back to the wall, nursing a drink, feeling pretty sorry for myself. And the sort of the sea sort of parted and I, across the room under a light spotlight, I saw this beautiful, most stunning creature I'd ever seen. And then me standing next to her. <laughs> and, then, and then Zoe stepped out from behind. You just stole a joke. And, oh, uh, and, sorry. And, um, and I literally sort of was like, wow, who on earth is that? And it just escaped out of my lips. I'd completely forgotten that with policy was on. Hask heard me and said, oh my goodness, that's Hardman. And I said, what, you know her? And he was like, yeah, do, do I know? Of course I do. So he went striding off into, you know, into the crowd, straight across to see her and me sort of, you know, 
following him behind really sheepishly um, to which I sort of locked eyes with Zoe had this incredible you know chat with her and she's got this as you probably know this amazing quality it's her like superpower uh, starts unlocking me straight away like what's happened where are you what's going on of which I told her everything straight away what are you currently doing I was like to be honest I'm 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 going to try not to this is a very dickish comment but oh, I'm going to try not to sort of go and do what I've used to you know always done which is date sort of models and sort of tens. Really. What a bellend. Yeah, what an idiot. And um, I'm surprised I didn't get a slap in the face or I a mean, drink I mean, I literally, you wait, you, I'll tell you what happened. And um, and she said, well, what you really need is a filthy nine, which stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? And she was like, a filthy nine. And I was like, is that you, is it? And she said, well, yeah, on a good day, I'm a filthy nine and a half. Uh-oh. And oh. um and I literally, at that moment, I fell in love completely. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, yeah. I turned around to Dawson and said, "But anyway, meet my boyfriend." Yeah, I, well, I said, "Well, what about you? Tell me about yourself." And you're like, "Ah, well, um, I'm just about to move in with my boyfriend." I was crestfallen, heart absolutely pounding at a, a million beats a minute, and um, and I said, "You're moving in with your boyfriend," and she said, "Yeah, here he is." And <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he'd been stood to my right, this gorgeous six foot four tall drink of water and I looked up and sort of went flipping heck I was like oh you lucky so and so and sort of had to shake his hand but really through gritted teeth because I was like you've absolutely nailed it and I'm gonna go home and finish my whiskey so um yeah it it was sort of pleasure followed by pain yeah and to be fair to us nothing happened that was in the April of 2014 and then we didn't speak again until I think it was the October or November of that year. Yeah. That's when I'd moved in with Adam and moved out pretty much straight away. I think I only lived there for about four months. And then we got back in touch with each other and then like fast forward another six months and we went on our first date and couldn't get rid of me. I turned up in a feather dress and then just for for weeks afterwards, Dozzle was messaging me going, I found more feathers. Yeah. You've left feathers on the doorstep. There's feathers in the bathroom. I was like, babe. Do we go into how I got the date? No, no. No, no, we're leaving that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a podcast for another time, I think. That's another time, Good story. How did you manage as a couple while Zoe was going through all of her hormonal imbalances? Um, Gosh. uh, It's a good question. Um, I mean, it was a really, really tough time. And it also, the t- in terms of where we were in our relationship, it was a tough time because it was quite early on. And it was um, COVID. And it was COVID and lots of things. I mean, look, nothing can prepare you for that. It's it, it's a really, really tough, tough time for you more than anybody. But then sort of by, by virtue, you know, by knock-on effect for us. Um, so I think I tried to have some empathy, which isn't easy. Um, I tried to have some understanding, um, which, uh, you know, isn't some, easy. again, isn't easy mm-hmm. because it's clearly completely alien for a, for a male and a male like myself, it's very alien for. So, you know, that was, that was, um, an eye opening thing to try and understand and to sort of open yeah. my mind to that. Um, and I didn't always get it right. And I think that's something that's particularly difficult for me because I love to get things right. I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to certain certain behaviours and ideals. And I suppose that's why it's always served me so well in my sport um, and my career. But um, yeah, when I when I think I was failing in those moments, I think I find that quite tough. So that was um, a big growth point. But it was, yeah. But, but Doz, is also, Doz is also not frightened to say to me, you know, you 
because let's be honest, it's quite hard to tackle me about anything. Like so I think maybe historically, I think I have more of an understanding now about how things work as we mm. always you know continue to grow as people but you know maybe four years ago he was like you know you've got to go and do something about this because you know firstly you're not right secondly you can't get over this by yourself thirdly there's no shame in it you know to have somebody hold you and love you when you feel like everything's been stripped away from you is such a big thing and such a such a big moment for me to realize that Dozzle wasn't going to go anywhere that actually you know he did have a level of understanding we talked a lot about it but he was instrumental in me going to the doctors in that January um I don't I think I would have just tried to keep going and keep mm. going and mm. keep going because even though obviously we knew it was hereditary you sort of don't realize it's happening to you when you're in the in the like the fog of it mm. so I'm I'm really really grateful but um I think the one thing you know if you are struggling with your hormones is really having those honest conversations with your partner or your friends loved ones because they they can't get inside your head so you have to really like if I if I ever say to Dozen now just so you know I'm feeling really hormonally off balance I'm feeling a bit wobbly I don't feel I've my, my heart popped it or like if there's anything health-wise going on with me in that area he's always like thank you so much for telling me now I have more of an understanding about how you're feeling uh, otherwise you're just kind of leaving your partner in the dark yes yeah, so that's, a, that's a great great point Zoe actually and I th- it's one I really value is when you do come to me and say that because I might have absolutely no idea or I might not pick up on the signals yeah. or you might think they're loud and clear, but I'm speaking a different language at that moment. So um, when you do do things like that, I, it's uh, it's a huge help to me and allows me to kind of, you know, get into that space and be, and hopefully receive it well, which yeah. sometimes I don't always receive it well, but um, hear it and kind of hold it and, and hopefully act in it in the right way. Now this one is my favorite. Go on. Why does Doc wear <laughs> such small shorts? <laughs> Firstly, whoever that is, you shouldn't be looking Shit down there. <laughs> yeah. First, you shouldn't be looking down there. But um, I've got massive legs. Like, lock me up and throw away. I, I, I can't. Oh, no, I can't really help it. Um, I think it's. I, I, I responded going, she's got a tiny penis. Yeah, it is. I have got yeah. a tiny penis, uh, unfortunately, but it seems to work really well. Um, <laughs> I just think I've got massive legs and massive bottom from my sort of rugby days. So. All shorts look pretty skimpy, yeah. don't they? You also do like a short short. I like though. a short short, darling, because you know, like you like a short skirt. You know, if you've got, if you've sure, got, them. I like short shorts too. Yeah, yeah, you like them too. Yeah, I think um, it's going to get interesting as I get kind of older and saggier, um, because I'm still going <laughs> to wear the short shorts, and who knows what that's going to bring. Like in some photographs, like when we went up to Scotland, I think it was in. Well, maybe it was about four or five months ago for half term or summer holidays or whatever. And Dozzle went off for a walk on the beach one morning and he he ended up joining some sort of lads like beach training session that was going on just randomly in a car park. Mm. Anyway, he comes back and he's like all like fluffed up and like puffy chest. And he's like, oh, I've just been with the lads. We've been like shifting tires <laughs> in the car park. And I was like, bullshit. And he was like, no, 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 I did. I just came across this session. Show me this photograph. And there's all these like keen dads in the area. And then there's Doz, right? And he's pulled one short really high up. And like, it's like almost like a bodybuilder. You yeah. like popped your leg out. And yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, the thigh brow. You, I yeah, think you've the just, thigh brow. You've just got to get the you've just got to get the legs yeah. out there and in there. I think. Darling, I'm not complaining. I, okay. I enjoy them. All right, well. I very much enjoy them. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? What would be your perfect day and night together? Gosh, I mean, today's been a pretty good one. We oh, haven't got through good. the night yet, have we? But no. I mean, this was a pretty, pretty special day. We are down in Cornwall currently in Foy. Foy. Foy Harbour. We went down, we took all of our crabbing kit. We were in this amazing hotel, which um, is absolutely... Foy Hall. It's Foy Hall, yeah, which is absolutely incredible for kids and families. Literally no stone unturned um, when sort of, you know, kids need games, football football stuff, cinema. swimming pools, cinema, milk, biscuit. I mean, it's just that it's amazing. Um, we, we embarked on a little trip down into the harbour to go crabbing and not realising that the tide was in so we had no chance was it in or out Out. sorry out shows how much i know about it um (laughs) anyway as we've gone down there the heavens have opened it started absolutely pouring we've gone down with full kit buckets spades nets we'd even got bacon bacon yeah raw bacon um i'd found i'd found this little place to get these um rock shoes we've all gone down there apart from zoe because she nothing gets in the way of her fashion um and the heavens have opened and we've got absolutely drenched. Not a crab in sight. Um, we stopped and had a kind of, you know, ham rolls uh, and a little mooch and a coffee. Yeah, and, and a few games. A few games. And it's just been spectacular. Um, and we got drenched on the way back uh, and we're just sort of... Spending time spending time with the kids. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think f- for the two of us, you know, we love being together. We love being together away from the kids, but we also absolutely adore spending time as a five and as a family. And so it's like one doesn't work without the other one. And we're, mm. we're very good at making time. Now the kids are getting a little bit older and mm. we've got like a bit of a network of people that like, for example, Kim and Max can have our kids over the weekend because they've got three kids and we sort of do sort of weekend swaps sometimes when we need it. We've also got amazing fake grandparents who will look after them for two or three <laughs> days if we want to go away and do a bit of time for us. Who are absolutely who are, mad. Who are hilarious, but they're the best. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, Dozo and I love going on a massive night out. We love, you know, Ibiza. We love dancing. We love music and we love being silly and childlike together there's always a lot of play in our relationship which is really great and and I always sort of say this on the podcast but even Dozer is has an amazing ability of creating life in the death and what I mean by that is even when the bins need taking out or you know we have to empty the fucking dishwasher or whatever it looks like there's always an element of like God, I don't know what will happen here. Will there be a Hollywood kiss or will there be a stupid dance? Or, you know, will we end up having an amazing connection and chemistry between the two of us that comes out of nowhere? And that's that is that's the joy of Dawes. Now it's not all high, high plane sailing, obviously. Highs, <laughs> big highs, big lows with him. And same with me. But we are getting much more balanced at kind of 
I guess, figuring and understanding what we want as a couple and what we want as individuals. Most of the time, we just want to be together. (laughs) Um, There aren't that many occasions where we turn around and say, do you know what? I actually just want a bit of space to go out with my mates. Doesn't really happen, does it? Not really. It's there though. Yeah, of course it's always there. It's there there, though, but I'd rather be, I think I'd, in answer to the question, I would rather be with you and the kids every day of the week. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Look at me with those green eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Dozer, what is Zoe's most annoying habit? Oh, the most annoying one. Oh, God. I'm just going to think long. It's probably the one you know that's coming. Um, Zoe has an amazing ability to not, to kind of, well, to to not screw a lid back on or to, (laughs) and, and this doesn't sound that bad, right? But she will go to the effort to putting a lid back on, but then won't twist it and close it shut. And it's almost like a booby trap. So you pick up a jar of honey, say, and you just assume that somebody's put the lid on. They've surely just twisted it. They've gone that extra, you know, second, millisecond just to twist the lid shut because they've, they've made the effort to put it on. And no, suddenly it will. you will hold it and there's that split second where you know what's happened, but before it hits your foot or before it shatters into a million pieces on the floor, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, in your in your mind, it's like, I've been done. Oh, she's done me again. She's got me again. Yeah. Keep, keeping you on your toes. Keeping like me on to my toes. It. And it's like a shattering bomb of sticky honey. It's... Um, the worst one is the oat milk. Yeah, the cause... oat milk, when that goes, is lethal because then it stinks for days. Um you know, anything with a glass, because you, you, I instinctively try to kick it with my foot and it obviously causes carnage to the top of my foot. Um, that is irritating, isn't it? I've got, it I, to be fair, I have got better. Irritating. You put it in our wedding speech. Yeah, you have got marginally better, <sighs> but it was awful at the start. <laughs> no. I just can't be asked. No, no. It, it, it's like, I've had to open it. I've had to spread it on something. I've had to put the lid back on and then I've got to screw it. The last yeah. thing is just too much yeah. for me to yeah. take. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I get it. It's... um. It's just that one step too far for you, isn't it, Dal? But listen, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I've learned to live with it. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's just always keeping me on my toes. But you might hear sometimes in the house, if you were kind of up in a different part of it, you might hear me going, ah, Zoe. And that will be, yeah. you know, a jar of Nutella or, you know, like a jam, a raspberry jam on your white yeah. trousers. And it's annoying when you've got dressed for the day and you're heading out somewhere <laughs> smart. That is irritating. Now, Zoe, what's Dawes' most annoying oh, oh, amazing. There's so many to choose from and it normally involves either showering or farting. Um, or both. <laughs> Dozer has, okay, there's two actually. The first one is he's a water stealer and it is so fucking irritating because before I met Dozer, I would quite easily do two and a half, three litres of water every day, no issues, right? I will go to the sink, fill up my water, put the lid and screw the lid back on. Yeah, you'll on, screw that one on. And he you? comes over and drinks my entire bottle, looking at me in the eyes to say, <laughs> motherfucker. And then he puts the water down and walks off without refilling it. Yeah. That's irritating. Does attacks, that I'm is. constantly, constantly dehydrated. Yeah. Um, so that's frustrating. The second one is, and I'm sorry, but he's got a real problem with flatulence. You've got a massive farting problem. Yeah. No, you have. And it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. That, uh, but it's annoying because, again, it's like the water. I could be cooking or eating in the kitchen. You'll come in, let one go, and then you walk out again. <laughs> Darling, that's just marking my, that's marking my territory. You, I think you own the house. You don't need to mark You never know if you're going to be under attack. You never know what's going on. You've just got to keep... 
your territory marked at all times. Well, Dilza has a, a gluten intolerance. And yeah. when I met him, he was obviously playing rugby and he was eating these massive bowls of pasta, you know, sandwiches, and then would go into this like massive funk afterwards and be really low, really sleepy, really lethargic and be like, oh, my stomach. And I'd be like, sure, it's not the gluten. And then we figured it out. So when you're off the gluten, your bottom smells like roses. But when you start eating it again, <laughs> the tarantula's cave. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Cool. Where what roses have you been bought? <laughs> Not from you for a while. Oh. Um, so there we go. But we still love each other. There we go. Work-life balance and how do we get time by ourselves? How do we do it all? <sighs> to me? Well, yeah, it's the juggle. The juggle. The juggle. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the conundrum, isn't it? And it's one that's always, always one that needs reflection, I think. Very, very important because it's very easy to kind of get lost in work, work, work or play, play, play. But you can't underestimate how important it mm. is to find time for yourselves, each other. Um, and, you know, uh, at, you know, it's, it's, it's at the top of the list for me. And I think yeah. it's one that constantly reflecting on not always getting right. Um, not beating myself up when I don't get it right because yeah. you know ultimately we're in that kind of phase of life where it is hard it is red it's redlining all the time we talk about it yeah um you're giving so much um and often you don't get a lot an awful lot back in but I think you know one of the important things that I've found is finding that little bit of space and time for me and you've been great at giving it to me and I've been better at taking it I've, um you know whether it be the gym in the morning or whether it be getting a bit of treatment or catching up with somebody or making sure yep. that I can do a little something for myself and or us, um, you know, it's it's vitally important. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, and I think, um, I guess, having a bit more understanding about what Doza is going through and what I'm going through with work. Like our summer has been absolutely bonkers. Like we took two weeks off, but we were still, you know, I actually stepped back from work in those two weeks, but we were on a family holiday and Doza was having to take calls every day, send the emails, do X, Y, and Z. And I think before I might've been a bit pissy with it and be like, well, why can't you, you know, be more present, you know, be more present and stuff. And I just don't have those feelings any longer because he's the most present, you know, you know, engaged kind of wonderful caring loving fun amazing father <laughs> and husband and i don't say that lightly like it's we, 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 we've been on a massive journey to get to this place but there's so much more i don't know connection and caring and we we support one another's careers you know i'm up every single day at 4 30 during the summer Doz is doing the breakfasts, getting the kids ready for school or you know handing over to childcare, and he's picking up the pieces back in the, the day because i'm wrecked he's you know jumping on podcasts with me to do q a's for friday episodes mm. <laughs> to make my world better and um yeah i just think yeah i, I think i think it takes a lot of talking and a lot of understanding how have you found that so just as a, a question for me because um, I know that that it, it lights you up doing the job that you do. Yeah. But obviously, you beat yourself up about it for leaving. Yeah. You know, and all. That. And obviously, personally, I it's a great space for me. It's a difficult space looking after the kids in the morning. I love it. Yeah. It's very hard. You know, it's challenging. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm, I feel so fortunate that I get those moments with the kids. But I know you. I, I would. I'm interesting how you feel. Yeah. It's about, a bit. It's a bit of a. And thank you for asking that. It's a bit of a, um, a, a painful conversation because I'm doing the job that I love most in the world that I've wanted to do since I was, you know, nine. 
But my kids saying, you know, our kids are saying to us every single night, are you leaving in the night again? Mm. You're not going to be there in the morning. Mm. And Kit is going through this phase where he's like, you're always leaving me, mummy. Mm. You're never there. And I, I couldn't be more there for him. But it's those moments that he remembers, you know, in the morning for breakfast for a long period that I'm not there. I oh, I, I actually felt guilty in Ibiza because we went out. We did three nights out of 14. We had an amazing babysitter that came to help us out because we needed to go out and let our hair down. And we needed to, we wanted to go and see mm. our favorite DJs and go for a dance and be with our friends and stuff. And I thought, you can't be with your kids. If you're not working, you can't be with your kids for every single second of the day. It just doesn't work like that. But I definitely, definitely have beat, you know, beaten myself up mm. this summer. I yeah. have. I felt quite guilty. No, I've heard so that. yeah, in short, haven't. But you smashed it, it so I just want you to know that. Thank you. We're smashed, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I think we'll do one more question. Go How on. do you keep your relationship alive since having kids? By finding those intimate moments. But I think for me, that's there's been a bit of a growth growth place in this, in that I always used to uh, equate that to being physical and having sex. Yeah, and I think I've found. a a more balanced space of of it being not just physical of it uh, or not just sex but what do we call it not non the non-sexual physical touch yeah yeah which has been a phenomenon for me and uh, one that I was kind of resisted probably at the start but um you know I love those moments that we can find um some non Sexual, sexual, physical, physical touching. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's still getting his head around Yeah, there. I'm still trying to work it out. But um yeah, yeah I think it's uh it's about finding those moments and making sure that they're important. I I always have a big um, gripe about when that becomes down the list. Yeah. Um, you know, when the ironing and when paying the bills become more important. And I understand they do and they do for me at times. Um, but I think it's very important uh, to keep those high priority. And I think for a man, speaking as a man, um, we need to feel that it's, it has that importance. That doesn't necessarily mean... Um, you know, top of the list all the time, but I think we, we probably value that slightly differently, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Do Dozer always says, and I, I'll be very honest here because we're always very honest <laughs> on the podcast, um, there are certain times where I, because Dozer would have sex every single day um, and he would be... And twice on and Sunday. Then twi and twice on a Sunday. That would be I'm his religious. ideal setup, yeah, because he's religious, go to church. <laughs> um, so some, so, and obviously, you know, as busy parents... You're sometimes so knackered at the end of the day. Yeah. It's the last thing you feel like doing. And there are times where I'm in the bathroom and I think, right, <laughs> I want to, I always want to, but it's not necessarily a priority for me. Um, I can, and, and then, you know, we always end up having a fucking brilliant time. Of course we do. But I think sometimes, and we hear this a lot made by mamas, and I know this is, really this is a really sensitive subject mm. because lots of people will be talking and they'll go, oh, well, they have sex, you know, three times a week or they have sex once a week and I, I'm only having sex once a month. It doesn't really matter how many times a month or a year you're having sex. It's those moments that you can find and carve out together. And remember, we did a podcast on um you know, all the different types of sex a while back. I think it was a couple of years ago now. We need to do another episode on it. But it's not just about penetrative sex. It's all about the non-sexual physical touch. It's all about being intimate, having the chemistry, finding time for one another, a foot massage, you know, get the oils out, the candles, whatever it looks like for you. Making time for you guys as a couple is absolutely key. And it doesn't have to happen every week. It can happen whenever you whenever you really feel like it. Um, but you've got to be able to talk about it as well because once the communication stops and then the sex stops, you know, we're, we're hearing so much that you're just left in a world of 
being quite frightened and being quite isolated. And then, you know, you're worried about your relationship long term. So yeah, I think Dozer is Dozer is excellent at carving out those mm. moments. He will find them anyway, which <laughs> which way and sideways. Well, yeah, but I I think on top of that zone, I think that you've re- articulated that really well. Um, but I think it's it's the playful side of things as well. Um, you know, it's the deep, meaningful communication and conversation. I think something you really really enjoy and really you know yeah. um, trying to understand the different emotional needs and requirements. I think from both sides, and they are different. Um, and once I think you can kind of appreciate those um, or more appreciate them more. I'm not saying by any means it's a finished article. I think it's always a, a place of growth. But um, I think you can get to a really really yeah. balanced you know and 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 what works you know one time it can oscillate between kind of yeah. you know different different ends of the spectrum I suppose. Yeah, and there was one there was one that was I love the way you said that does. Mm. There was one question here about um the butt plug. <laughs> it had someone absolutely howling. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go into details of the butt plug, but I will Which if you DM me. I can send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you so much for sending in all of your questions. That's been absolutely lovely. Oh, I've Pleasure really enjoyed back it. On the podcast. Same time next Friday. Same time next Friday. I'll be on holiday. Georgia's going to be busy picking her nose and leaving James's <laughs> car, so she won't be available. But we will. Uh, um, as always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe, and uh, give the podcast a little follow. And as always, if you've got any um, suggestions for guests or anything you'd like us to cover on the podcast, then please do drop us a DM, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.